Hi, I'm Trevor Frank for Wedding Planner Extraordinaire, and you're listening to Wedding Confessions, the podcast where I bring back my newlywed couples to talk all about the good, the bad, the pretty, and sometimes the ugly that has to do with planning their weddings. From family drama, to vendors who don't show up, to dresses that break, and food that's served rotten, it's all here, and everyone has something to confess. I'm here today with my very special guest co-host. I have Orshi here from Wellington Music. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. But now we are joined by Ray and Alex. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey, how are you? We're not a same-sex couple, despite what our names may sound like. Ray is a girl, and Alex is a boy. Usually. Sometimes. No, always, yeah. (laughs) So, guys, you're married. Still. We had a really fun wedding for you. I think so. But uh, before we talk about your wedding, tell me what I ask all of my couples. What's your love story? How'd you meet? Uh, okay, I guess I'm going to start here. We met online. I was on OkCupid. I was I, also on OkCupid. We were both well, I would on hope so. That's how we <laughs> met, yeah. In her profile, she talked about how much she liked Harry Potter and how she was a Hufflepuff. There may or may not have been, not in my profile, but a photograph of me in a Hufflepuff like robe on a green screen from like Warner Brothers lot in England and... My face was like, it was not an attractive photo, but I made sure it was in my profile. <laughs> well, Hufflepuffs are the worst. So I, my message to Ray was Hufflepuff, seriously. And that was it. That's the best. <laughs> we went on a date message. the next day. Seriously? Yeah. So, so are she, you a Hufflepuff fan or did you just want to show that you're a Harry Potter fanatic? Well, I took the Pottermore test and it said Hufflepuff, but this was before they fixed their algorithms. So I took it again recently and it turns out I'm actually a Ravenclaw, but... I just spent 10 years of my life thinking I was a Hufflepuff, but the colors match my skin tone better. So, <laughs> so many, so many wasted it. years. I love this. You know, you're speaking a completely different language to me. You, you know I love movies, but I've actually never seen a Harry Potter movie or read the books. You don't need to see the movies. I know people who are big fans are going to be mad. Just read the books and okay. skip the play. Don't the fir- read the play. The first couple of movies okay. are decent, but... It yeah. kind of went off the rails. The, yeah. I would say just stick with the books if okay. you and the fan fiction. There's so much fan fiction. No, stay away from that. So much fan Did fiction. you guys read fan fiction to each other at on one of your dates? No. He wouldn't let me. So where did you go? Uh, on your I'm not first into date? fan fiction. Um so we went to Elephant and Castle, just a pub young and Gerard's. Yeah. Which I work at Ryerson, so that's was nearby for me. I was in the area, killing time. Yeah. And yeah, it was like a from the first message I sent, it was a 24-hour or less turnaround um, for our first date. So. Which he said was the quickest turnaround he'd ever had. He didn't realize I was doing this thing where I had lined up as many dates as I could in a week because I was trying to figure out if online dating would work or not. And I was like, I don't have the energy. As many dates as I can in a week. And if I find someone, great. And if I don't, doesn't matter. I'm off this website. I'm getting too many messages. That's so, so efficient. Was, yeah. So he was, our, my, he was actually filling in a spot from a canceled date, which once again, he also did not know. Um, I was dressed for like a casual like day outside like open back shirt flowy skirt he was wearing what he wore to the lab that day not expecting he was going on a date cargo shorts and stained t-shirt that's my that's my lab attire <laughs> amazing <laughs> yeah. yeah so it was only 45 minutes Alex has a 45 minute date rule for the first date or did do you have a bell that dings um, it's more like 45 minutes is great you make sure you have somewhere to go after because if it goes really well then you have second date material. You didn't waste all your good material on the first date. And if it goes really poorly, you've got an escape. Yeah, we, us guys have to portion it out. You know, we can't... Us girls need an escape. <laughs> I love that you had... And like the girls need method. to escape. 
Yeah, so we went on our second date later that week, and that was at Snakes and Loggers. That was a much Bats. longer date, and there was much more alcohol involved. Yeah. Which is so um, you guys when it comes to board games. So Snakes and Loggers is a bar, cafe, where you pay to sit there and you can play board games all day. Yeah, and drink. Which is perfect. Yeah. So he beat me at all of the strategy games, and I think he let me win one or two. Yeah, he, I ran into Ray's competitive side that night. <laughs> Which, if you can handle that that soon into a relationship, yeah. you're pretty much good to go. Because you're pretty competitive. Yeah. I would love to. Actually, we need to play a board game together because I'm just as competitive as you. Yeah, I've actually, I no longer let myself play most board games around his family. Uh, there was a bad first impression because we were playing board games the first real time we got together. And I just, I realized I have a problem. So we should play. Okay. I have. I just recently got uh, Game of Thrones Monopoly, Ooh. and it's so much fun. I feel like that would be even more cutthroat. Oh, it is because you start getting into like the Game of Thrones mentality, and you just want to kill everybody. <laughs> Literally cutthroat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, when did you propose on the third date? You guys moved pretty quickly. No. Well, no. So we <laughs> were t- we were we were together a few years, um, and at a certain point. We we knew that we wanted to get married. We were living together. Um, I knew. From I just yeah. The I, first month of Ray knew him. Ray knew a lot sooner than me. <laughs> I I was not ready to pull the trigger. I guess. And so we we kind of made a deal that we were going to both propose to each other. So we we each did a separate proposal. So Ray's came first. Well, I actually wanted to propose, as you can tell from that, I wanted to propose a lot earlier, but I knew that if I proposed too soon for him, I would get a no. Don't don't propose to someone when you're unsure of their answer. The proposal should be a surprise, but that you're getting proposed (laughs) to should not be a surprise. So, um, but also after a certain point, Alex was like, maybe you should just propose. And I was like, you owe me this. So, (laughs) (laughs) so... Yeah, so I went first. I uh, took him to Taco Bell as a distraction. He thought I was going to propose him at Taco Bell. It's his favorite restaurant. He was very concerned. It's uh, not my. Fa- wait, let me interject. It's, <laughs> it's not my favorite restaurant. It's my favorite gag restaurant. So when it's like, what do you want for dinner tonight? Oh, let's go to Taco Bell. That's so that's I took my him. Answer. So I took Why him to Taco Bell. I've never been to Taco Bell. Well, You've you don't never need to. been to Taco Bell. <laughs> never. Do you like tacos? I do. Then don't go to Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In some ways, you're missing out. In many other ways, you are not missing out. Okay, so I, I distracted him with Taco Bell, and then my friends were actually at my apartment decorating with uh, our... So I love Halloween, and so I had my Halloween stuff still out. So, like, rose petals and romance is not really us, but, like, glitter skulls and pumpkins is a lot more us. So they used, like, my leftover Halloween decor that I had. We don't have an outside. Like, this was all in the apartment decor. Uh, and they sort of arranged it, made it romantic, and I had made a PowerPoint presentation as to why we should get married. Shocking. Um, not once in that, I realized after, I forgot to put that we love each other in the PowerPoint presentation. It was very pragmatic, like, I need him to reach tall things, and he needs me to make him look good. You know, things like that. But that, that uh, spoke to me. I'm a pragmatist. I'm a <laughs> practical yeah. guy. But I also put on a, like, playlist of all of the metal songs that make him feel things. So, and then I got down on one thing at the end and opened a box, and in the box was a pair of expensive Lululemon sweatpants. And I proposed to him with those sweatpants, 
And I also had a sign saying these are sweatpants in case it was unclear because it's not just during in a box. I'm wearing sweatpants now. They are not the sweatpants I was proposed to with. Did you so see that, me look? Was, yeah, I did. <laughs> it was a missed opportunity on my part. I should have worn them. <laughs> but it was definitely like that was my sign to him that like I, I know what you like. You're never going to wear a ring for no reason. He doesn't like jewelry. I wanted to give him something that he would wear all the time and like would, would be something that he wanted to wear all the time. Sweatpants. So you proposed with sweatpants. Yeah. And he said yes. So I guess it worked. That's amazing. That's so cute. And you? Did you top that? I think so. Um, it was different. So the deadline we set, and I, I don't like using the word deadline because that makes it sound like it was an ultimatum, propose now or else. It wasn't like that at all. Um, my proposal came on the, the very last night that on the day we had set. Uh, and Ray was working late that day. So it was like 11.30, midnight, something like that when she finally got home. Basically, I transformed our entire condo into like a blanket fort slash maze. So she opened the With front challenges. door. Wow. And she had to crawl through the, the dark tunnel and find the light to shine he the had, way in. He, did, he couldn't figure out a way of getting it to not go past the cat litter. So there was a trial of the feces and I had to climb past the cat litter. It was really <laughs> funny. This is amazing. I incorporated everything there into it. it. a trial of fire and I had to like flick a button and it turned on like our fake fireplace. Yeah. There was a trial of self-reflection and I had to go past a mirror and not get distracted. It was like an old video game, basically. <laughs> That's so awesome. The trial, of, yeah. It was really good. And then the last one? So at the very end, I was sort of in a little couch, uh, a blanket tent on the couch, sitting cross-legged, just zen like a monk. With the cat? And I had, was... a, I had a, yeah, the cat was in there hanging out with me. Yeah. <laughs> she likes the cat more than me. Um, and I had a bowl of onion rings in front of me, and she got in and I... I proposed to her with an onion ring and I Which slid it on her finger. Which he always threatened to do, I should add. Yeah. Yeah. So no actual ring. No. So there's a story there as well. We had talked about, or Ray had talked about the ring that she would want. It was, she knew who she wanted to make it. She had this entire thing in her well, head. First I had talked about, do I want a ring? Is it patriarchal? Yeah. Do I want to have something? And then I realized that it was actually more energy to not have a ring because of the patriarchy than it would be to just get one that I like. So then it was, okay, what kind of ring do I want? Okay. Yeah, I just had to throw that in there. Dude, can you propose to me just for fun? This is so awesome. I don't have any onion rings on me, but I can probably come up with something. I mean, the (laughs) forts and the the trials. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt, by the way. So, yes, I did have a ring that I wanted. Didn't you? So, he romantically said, Get me a quote, and then he e transferred me, which, like, I love money. So, it was so great. (laughs) Yeah, the actual exchanging of the rings at the proposal is just about the least romantic thing you can imagine but which was kind of it was a the the surrounding events were fun and this makes so much sense as to how you actually planned your wedding you planned something so unique and something so different and so fun and just totally out of the box i refer to you as my goth wedding couple i'll take it thank you (laughs) your wedding was just so much fun for me i loved every moment of that wedding it was real it was real. It was the you two know, of you. You know, it's not that you guys dressed up that you've never looked like that ever before because so many weddings, people look completely out of the ordinary just because it's a wedding. Yeah, and we you looked very real. That's who you are. You uh, were you. You did you. Absolutely, yeah. I think part of this started when Alex and I were first talking about getting married. He told me, well, this will link to why we had such a small wedding. Our wedding guest list, I think, ended up being like 40 people, but then people got sick. So the actual final number, including the children that were there was I think 35 people. And Alex told me, I originally thought we were gonna have 150 people. That's what I'm sure my mom thought too. 
And he was like, I don't want to be in a room feeling like a stranger in a monkey suit, shaking hands with people I've never met when, we're, when like, Alex is not a very extroverted person. And he's like, I will be miserable. And that makes me very nervous. And the more I yeah. thought about it, the more I thought, I don't want to be in a monkey suit shaking hands with people that I don't know, remember, or know anything about that I'm sort of obligated to say hi to. I want to be in a room filled with love and filled with people that I know and know both of us and know who we are in our love. So the more that I thought about that, the more I was like, 30 people. So, or I think I said something like, how many people would you want at the wedding? And he said, 30. I didn't realize that was his opening bid. The more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, 30 sounds nice. So I think that also, um, that also sort of goes into a lot of other things that went into the wedding, which is we wanted it to feel comfortable. We wanted it to feel like us. And we didn't want to feel like strangers on our day. Yeah, so you mentioned a goth wedding. Like I'm a that describes Ray. I'm a metalhead. There's a there's I think there's a lot of overlap there. So we had skulls. We had a lot of dark sort of earthen tones, which was I really enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, so I don't know if you want to get into it now, but the venue we were at, the old mill. That's kind of when I first really started getting excited about. It was the perfect backdrop for your wedding. Like there yeah. couldn't have been a better marriage huh, huh, of a theme to a venue than what you guys did. It was the coolest room. Yeah, big wooden beams on the ceiling and it, dark. It, it was perfect. Carpet. Fireplace. A real fireplace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we wanted, well, I think I was looking at venues and I wanted something that would be really easy to work with that we wouldn't, I don't like the blank canvas spaces. That works if you have, I think, $100,000 to spend on your wedding. But if you are trying to not spend $100,000 on your wedding, if you pick a venue that already has the elements, so you're not really decorating that much, that goes a lot farther than having a blank space that you can really create something from scratch. But you still had such incredible decorations. It wasn't that you chose this place because it was so perfect and had such a beautiful decor to it. You still decorated it to make it look even better and to match your theme even more. So you used a ton of wood pieces. You had the skulls there. Now, they weren't just, they weren't like skulls, like they human were skulls. animal skulls. Right. And they weren't real. real. They were real. Oh, they were real. Yeah, Oops. no, I... I, I always told people, they weren't real. Uh, we it's a lot more morbid when you know they're real. Uh, we, told his, <laughs> we told his uh, niece who was carrying a skull down the aisle, who was three, I told her they were fake because right. I didn't want her to... She's not actually scared of them, but I think she wouldn't acted have like she was supposed to be scared, she would be scared. Yeah. So just in case... I just told her they were fake. Well, so we had the, what do you call it? The, 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 lapel, oh, the, the corsages on the, on the groomsmen. They were 3D printed plastic. And okay. then but the, the, the actual decor, like the centerpieces on the tables, they were real. And they were so cool. And you're, so your mom, who's amazing, Ray's mom, she was a little bit nervous about what your vision was. Yeah. But, you know, she actually said to me at the wedding, she said, I am so glad how this all turned out. She said, thank you for helping us make this not what she thought it was going to be in her head. And I said, don't thank me. Thank your daughter. Like, this was all her. We just put it all together for her. Yeah, there were a few moments where I was worried that... Um, I was worried that I wasn't... Uh, like, things weren't going to come together. Um, I was worried that, uh, like, there wasn't enough color choice because I think the, the bridal party was like there ended up being a lot more red and a lot less of the neutral tones that I was hoping for. Uh, so I was worried that it was going to be too like, all the girls are in red, all the guys are in gray, and like those other colors wouldn't come in. Um, but I, I think picking a really good florist who knew what they were doing, who understood my vision, and then um, like picking all of those other elements as well, like really brought it in together. I think I was worried I wouldn't have enough skulls and that it might be too subtle, but I think it ended up being 
just yeah, subtle enough. Great. Uh, your yeah. flowers were phenomenal. That was Allie from Stock. Yeah. She's just so cool. She's great. I walked in and she was like, how do you feel about this? And I'm like, you get me. And I, she's like, what do you feel about this? And I'm like, am I allowed to swear here? She's like, we swear here. I'm like, that's fucking fantastic. And she was like, yes, it is. And that's how I knew we were picking the right. That Alex like wasn't her. at any of these meetings with me. So. Did you meet us all at the bridal show? Yeah. She was the only booth that didn't have pink or white at her floral booth. Uh, so I she was, <laughs> yeah, she was one of the only people whose cards I think I remembered and kept. And then there, there was the image. Um, you I met at the bridal show. You were the only, well, actually, there were two reasons why I liked you. You were the only person to message me that night. And you know I'm a fan of good follow-up. Yeah. Uh, it's not fate, it's good follow-up, which is a good sign for someone you're hiring to do something for you. Totally. Um, and the other part was a lot of people, my mom and I would go, my mom, okay, so here's another fun thing. There was no dancing at our wedding. It's 30 people. Most of my friends that I go to weddings with don't dance. They just sit there and talk. They don't want to dance. The only people who wanted to dance at my wedding, not even my dad wanted to dance. Alex's family didn't want to dance. I think it was my mom. And then my brother was a little bit upset when he found out there was no dancing. And then I had two friends who were a little confused that there was no dancing. And I'm like, it's 30 people. What are you going to do? <laughs> anyway. Um, so instead, so of a, instead of a first dance, we had a first drink. Yes. Yeah. Because right? that first dance, that's a tradition. So we had... Uh, what are they? I guess ram's horns or something. So actual filled with beer. Filled Alex with beer. Like, yeah. It smelled like a farm animal. Yeah, it, it, and the beer again. tasted like farm animal. <laughs> the uh, the effect was really cool to actually be able to link arms and drink from these animal horns. You know, I mean, more on the theme of skulls and totally. goth Natural and metal and, and doing things differently. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really cool. And what yeah. song did you walk into when you did your first drink? Was it Rasputin? It was Rasputin, which is my phone ringtone. I should add. <laughs> So there's, so there's the original Boney M version, and there's the Teresa's version, which is the metal version, which is Ray's ringtone. But Orshi uh, did a great so yeah. job on the original version. It was really too. good, yeah. It was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. And Orshi came into this wedding because, so you had originally hired a guitarist yeah. for your wedding. Who, who I also <coughs> found at the wedding show. You did. Right. And he, yeah, I remember getting a message from you when I started working with you, or maybe it was a little bit before I started working. I think it was with maybe you. a week or two before, which you would have meant it was a month and month a month and a half right before my wedding. Uh, he got a full time job, so he was not going to be able to guarantee he was still available for our date. Yeah, it it was one of those situations. We were upset because we really liked him from what we had heard, um, but we understood, right? At least he yeah. was he was professional enough to say, "Listen, I can't guarantee that I won't have to cancel on you." So. Right. right. And it all worked out very, very well. In the so end, I called so. you in a panic and was like, or I think I emailed you like, I need a vendor. <laughs> Who do you have? And it was my pleasure to send over or she's contact info. So I think I called you actually the same day that he sent over the info. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And I just called. I didn't want to email because I was too nervous to wait to hear back up from an email. So I was like, there's a phone number I'm calling right now. And you were very nice and That's easy to work great. with and very accommodating. Yeah, and so... For me, that was, I'll never forget it. It was a defining moment of the, the day of the wedding when we were lined up outside the chapel. Yeah. And you started playing the sort of the opening notes to the, the Muse uh, Starlight was our, yeah. the song we walked into. And I looked in and it, that song, every time I hear it, is going to make me cry from now on until the end of my life. Um, it sounded so good. And I, I don't know if you remember, but I looked and gave you a thumbs up. Um, she probably it, didn't notice. Maybe, yeah. yeah, it sounded it was so perfect, and I was so excited oh, to to Aww, walk in. And it made you cry. I was on the entire ceremony. I was on the, I was on the. It took every shred of willpower I possessed to keep from bawling the whole time. Um, right. But yeah. I, I I did make it through. 
I only had one song that I cared about for the whole wedding, and that was what I was going to walk down the aisle to. I think I had that picked out before we got engaged, or like as soon as we got engaged. I knew I wanted to walk down the aisle to Stolen by Dashboard Confessional, and whatever other songs we ended up picking, I was like, it'll be fine. But that was the one. And I remember calling you and asking, are you able to do this song? Because if you can't, I need to figure out a way for it to be possible. And you just said, yeah, that one's not a problem. I found the sheet music. That's not a, that's easy. And it was perfect. And uh, right. like having the, the, um, I think you also gave us suggestions for other music. You were saying this won't sound good on strings or this will sound good on strings because of these two notes and it's not going to sound the way you want it to and that was really helpful because we got so many compliments about your music even at the reception and you really set the tone for what it was that we were trying to do which was make it feel lively but not like like it was a party but it was also our event. I don't know. It just it really yeah, thank you. It really did what we needed it to do. Except well, that they know what they're talking about. Well, that's the thing Listen too. You to wanna, the professionals. You want to pick good vendors that you trust. I think a lot of the wedding I, I had control over, but my control was I picked vendors who I could trust what they were telling me. So this goes back to, I met you at the wedding show, and my mom was going up to wedding planners, and she, they would go, what kind of wedding do you have? And my mom would make a comment like, there's going to be no dancing. <laughs> and I'd be like, and I would be like, no, yeah, there's no dancing. And if a wedding planner would be like, oh, what? No dancing? Or cater to my mom and be like, well, I'll dance with you. Actual comment we got. Like, um, I, I was like, all right, this is someone who doesn't clearly know, who, who thinks they have to cater to the mother of the bride, not the bride. I need someone who's going to have my back in case I need to argue with my mom, who will help me and support me through those decisions, which uh, I do love my mom. She has a very different idea or had a different idea of what a wedding should be. I think I hope I've changed her mind a little. But uh, yeah, to yeah, you were the first person who I was like, there's no dancing. You went, oh, sounds interesting. I'd love to hear more. Towards the end of the evening on the day, almost everyone came up and said, this was so you, this was fantastic. I, I wish we could get married again and do it the way you guys have done it. Um, yeah, and right. speaking, everyone had great things to say. Speaking to you, you had one of your dates at Snakes and Loggers. You had board games at your wedding. You encouraged people yes. to play games. We had games. Harry Potter trivia, Harry Potter headbands, and my best friend, maid of honor, Jackie, she made us this amazing guest who, which is like guess who, but with all the faces of the guests. How cool is that? It was amazing. I was blown away by that idea. Me too. It's so cool, yeah. I also, like, she, one of my, like, favorite games to play while drunk is what I call subjective guess, guess who, which is you can't describe features. You can only describe... So, no, are they bald? Are they blonde? Are they wearing glasses? And more like, does this person look like a racist? Does this person look like they've been arrested? Has your, is your person ugly? <laughs> and then you get, like that. You get <laughs> to find a fun <laughs> version. I know. So, we were, I told people they could only play subjective guess, guess who with the guests because otherwise it would be too easy, but also it was a lot funnier. There's some wonderful photos of like all of our guests playing it and like of us on like the vintage furniture and like all gathered around and it looks kind of like a like a gothy Norman Rockwell painting but like more goth and like like a living room of people just like playing a board game and like everyone you can see is like peering around and has their different facial expressions that's very them it's very funny. And dressed up really nicely. Yes it wanted I wanted it to feel like hang out with the family but everyone just looks really good. I think we accomplished that. You really did. You were, and you two just looked like you were having fun the whole time. You were calm. You, you were both comfortable. I hired a good wedding planner. Yeah, <laughs> you did. <laughs> but you hired, you just hired really good vendors all around. And, and I was talking about this on a previous podcast where it's so important to have the team around you that's going to make your day or break your day. And sometimes when I only get hired for the month before the wedding, I have no idea what I'm walking into. I could be walking into a shit show. But your wedding, I was walking into this really well put together event 
So thank you for that. Ray, you wore a cape. Yes, made by another one of my bridesmaids. And when you told me you were wearing a cape, I got so excited because I love me a good cape. Me too. I think it was actually the perfect cape too. It was made of uh, bridal material. She hand-stitched the lace on and we picked lace to match the dress. And then it came, it had a hood because I wanted to have not a veil. It was a interfaith Jewish wedding. So we had a bedeckin. But instead of putting the veil on, I wanted to make sure that I had a hood. You were hooded. Yeah, I was, I was hooded instead of veiled. Um, and it came in at this really cute little like scalloped uh, like pearl beaded choker. And then we had a matching choker under like that. I could, so when I took off the cape, I would still have a matching choker that looked like it was still part of that cape. Like the, the whole look had to be consistent in transition. I didn't want it to feel like three separate outfits. When you have friends who you went to fashion design school with, you can do some pretty great, creative stuff. Just to tie it all together. Early on when we started dating, we talked about our fantasy dream wedding. And it was a like a winter with fur stoles, Game Alex of Thrones. Alex actually said he wanted to wear a cape, and I went, "Oh my god, I want to wear a cape." It was his yeah, idea so first. Why it all you? it all came full circle in the end. I wanted to wear a cape. You should have worn a cape. We all should have worn capes. Alex, why didn't you wear a cape? <laughs> you also um, spilled wine all over yourself. Um, so yeah, so I got red wine on my dress. I was taking photos with my sister, and we were just being silly and. Uh, like doing our own little mini photo shoot on the couch because we wanted to. Why not? And I had red wine and I tried to take a sip and I missed my mouth, I think. I wasn't even that drunk, but I still missed. It happens. And I got a little bit and I believe I went, I, I was like, Trevor, get Oprah! And you ran over. Which was the, my favorite thing I've ever heard somebody say at a wedding. Yeah. Trevor, get Oprah, my And you came out kit. with your tie to go and we were like, what do we need to do? Do we dab? And I think I was like, wait, get me some salt. Salt and water. Hot yeah. water. Yeah, work. It works. it works, yeah. How does yeah. your dress look now? I haven't looked at it since the wedding, but I, I remember you can't see it in any of the photos after. There's Amazing. a photo, Asaf took a photo of it because that's, of course, photographing the wedding, and I love that he did. But you, co- you don't even see it because um, salt is one of those things that actually draws color out of, like if you're a watercolor painter, it'll, you use it to make like speckled looks. It draws color out of whatever it is. It draws the pigment out. It absorbs yep. it. So I thought, okay, we'll do a mix. I, did, I put some salt on it to draw out the pigment. I waited. Uh, but then we had your Tide to Go sticks from Oprah, so it was all good. Everything worked out. Yeah. And then I think you handed a Tide to Go stick to everyone in my bridal party, just like, just in case for the rest of the night. <laughs> now now, that, now that we know what you're capable stick. of. You get a Tide to Go stick. Everybody get a Tide to Go stick. You knew what I was capable of. I'm going to plug us off for a second. If anyone wants uh, wedding photos that actually incorporate the background of what it is that you've done, hire us off. I actually liked his photos because he would get, he would do these beautiful photos with landscapes and the people were just so small at the bottom of this landscape and it, you would still see them, but it was so beautiful. And I was putting in all this effort to making sure that the decor looked good and that we were picking a good venue. Yeah. I wanted a photographer that would actually do more than just, okay, I got one photo of the flowers and I've arranged this one time. And I think the photos that we have do really show off all of those things. They do. He is absolutely amazing. He killed it. I even got an amazing picture of me and Oprah. The other thing I wanted to bring up, you did, so you had a, a speech, but it wasn't actually a speech. It was a PowerPoint presentation. I love making PowerPoint. I loved making PowerPoint presentations in university because I wouldn't do much for them. I would just put up an image and then talk for five minutes. Um, That's your PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. And like, I also like, but I also used to run a fashion company that in case any of my current teens hear about I'm not going to go into too many details but it was niche and sure was super niche uh let's just say I made a lot of custom costumes so when I was taking my models to Montreal for a trade show that is Labor Day weekend for those of you who are in the know um 
I actually made my model sit down for a setting expectations PowerPoint. Uh, where I sort of went over what do we know, what can we expect, what do I expect from you, and it was the same thing where I just sort of had images and they thought it was really funny. So, you know, and then I proposed with the PowerPoint, so it's just a thing. So I remember him and I were sort of saying like, we didn't want to do a speech at all. We didn't want to get up there, we didn't want to talk about each other and our love. People know we love each other, we're there to get married. Yeah, we but didn't it... need to tell people about how much, we also didn't do our own vows, we just went with the traditional ones, it's not about, like, it's there, it's fine. You know what we're here for. The thing that so. kind of sold it was we have to, it's, the speech is less about talking about us and more about thanking all the people who, who, we had so many people who to made thank. it happen. So we realized, yeah, it's, the, our speech is actually important for that reason. So that's right. what we, we ended up we doing. Right, we weren't going to do it until I was like, we need to thank all yeah. these people who were there to help. Like my, like, yeah, who made my cape and Jackie who did guest too and my mom who did a lot behind the scenes and anytime I was too stressed out to pick something up she'd pick it up for me even though I know she was also stressed out so you know things like that so we made a PowerPoint that involved a lot of uh, pictures of people I believe there was a lot of Halloween costumes yeah we, we kind of did the same thing where it's we the pictures on the slides would be embarrassing but sort of Funny. heartwarming and not humiliating you know and we'd we'd tell it <laughs> best combination we'd yeah. In the process of thanking each person, each relevant person, we'd tell a, you know, an embarrassing or humorous anecdote, that kind of thing. I, yeah. I, I, I had been served a lot by that point, but from where I was standing, it went over quite well. I think people were laughing so the whole way through. Alex, I think, was a lot funnier than I was, but Alex told me he didn't want me to say anything that would out any of our personal lives to his parents that he did not want them to know. So I had to stick with my point form notes because I was afraid that if I, like, elaborated too much, I'd say something that he would later be like, you shouldn't have said that in front of our parents. So I've like kept to my bullet points. So my friends who know me and got the inside jokes that I was alluding to, they were laughing on mine. Everyone was laughing at Alex. He was just drunk and going on. And yeah. it was, he was really funny. He was just telling all these anecdotes. He's, he's, he was good. Unfiltered Alex is really funny. I'm surprisingly charming after a couple drinks. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you ever consider doing a Halloween themed wedding? No, I no, refused. Never. Too schlocky. Schlocky. Like we didn't want it to be tacky. We wanted it to be elegant. And when I told people that I wanted skulls in my wedding, I didn't think I would have skulls. I couldn't find any. And then I got lucky and found them in a store. Well, that's what people but picture. When, you, they when, the, when they hear skulls, tack. they think Walmart plastic, like glow-in-the-dark Halloween skulls. But or they were thinking, like, everyone right. thought I was going to wear like a, a black skeleton. dress. Yeah, that's what they think. They think Halloween when they yeah. hear skulls. But. I wanted it to be more, like, earthy, like natural, dead things that are natural. Flowers, wood, skulls, um, you know, greenery skulls lots uh, of candles yeah candles we had a lot of, lots candles. of candles Which i love so candles nice. we I have so candles many leftover too. candles that i'm gonna just burn for the next few years <laughs> those of you who are on the buns wedding zone keep an eye out for all of our wooden candles because we need to get rid of them and we would like to make back some of the cost of our wedding and grocery store gift cards or best offer Please make sure you don't wear blue. Oh. Which is what I had to put on my itinerary. Our to dress the code was no blue. I feel like in life, you frequently have to dress for other people. Like you have to dress for your job. And if your job says you're wearing this blue t-shirt today, you're wearing that blue t-shirt, whether or not it matches your hair or clashes with your hair or, you know what I mean, matches your aesthetic. Blue doesn't match my aesthetic. So I realized that this was the one day that I could have full and total control. And if... I wanted things to look a certain way and there were 30 people and there was one photographer who would probably get all those people. If those people were blue, it would ruin the decor. So I couldn't have that. I have to say, I was, I was really worried about this because you were so adamant, no blue, and I did not trust people 
to not oh she hates blue does she yeah let me well, let Ante- me let me put like wear a blue pocket square Listen, or something because my she would know a lot of us are trollish like blue, that and i noticed but it was fine because she tried so 80 percent of the vendors when i sent out the itinerary w- sent a message back saying what's with the blue yeah i just i feel like you're if you're spending that much money you can be particular. Don't be particular about everything. You don't have enough energy or time in the day to be particular about everything. But like, you can pick one thing, and I think it's okay. Well, I, think that, I think okay, that. I think was a few things for me. That, well, that was part of it for you too. It's like I have the. I. It's reasonable for me to make a demand like this. This is the. Way. I'm the bride. So let's. Yeah, yeah that was your. I, that was your bridezilla moment. I thought you were just being anti-bride because you know the expression something new, something borrowed, something blue. I didn't say that right, but something yeah, yeah. blue. I just, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people out there telling you, you, your wedding has to be this way or it has to be that way. And the truth is it doesn't have to be anything. It doesn't have to be anything you don't want it to be. So if there's something that you like, you know, sometimes you make a choice and you don't realize it's a choice until it comes out of your mouth. Someone was like, what can I wear to the wedding? And out of my mouth, all that came was anything you want, just not blue. Wear sweatpants as long as they're not blue jeans. I don't care. And that's when I realized I actually did really care. And that's when Alex and I were making the invitations in the dress code. I was, he was like, what do you care about? I'm like, no blue. If someone shows up in black skinny jeans or even sweatpants, like I said, and that's what they want to wear to the wedding because that's what they feel good in, fine. That's all I care about as long as it's not blue. That'll ruin the photos. Hey, fair enough. You're allowed to have <laughs> that demand. So I had just as much fun talking about your wedding that I did being at your wedding and coordinating your wedding for you. So thank you for that. Thanks for having us. Thank you for being here, you two. Thank you. Um yeah, Ray said she wanted to hire a planner, and I said, do we really need that? Can't we just do it Aww. ourselves? Seems like you have everything under control. Um, but uh, in like when wah, we... Wah. Well... But then... Where I, I'm going with this is how wrong I was, and you took care of everything and yeah, coordinated all the vendors. And I had people telling, telling me that I was the least stressed out bride they'd ever seen, and I was like, right, I had everything ready, and then the month of, I handed it all to you, and then took care of my hair and my nails, and that was it. Yeah, that, and that, that's where I was going with this. You yeah. took care of everything, and I, I didn't fully realize, because Ray did most of the work. She did. Um, she did everything. I didn't fully realize until the day of when you had everyone in the right place at the right time, and I just I showed up and did as I was told, and I didn't have to worry that's about what I anything. Wanted. I was like, yeah, Ray had it right the whole time. Um, yeah, it was Thank it was you wonderful. for saying that. And, and another lesson for you is that always listen to your wife. She wasn't my wife at the time. Always so I was under no obligation to, to listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you too, or she, for coming. Always was a Spending pleasure. time with me. It was and nice seeing you guys. Yeah, nice getting ahead. a chance to talk to you since I we didn't know. get to talk at the wedding. Absolutely. Now I know all your stories. Yeah. And so does the world. I, oh, no. And no oh, one will yes. ever sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. horrors. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Hey, thanks so much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe and also follow me on Instagram at Trevents Planner and at Wedding Confessions.